Welcome back. It has been a minute. I had to go on hiatus. So we're jumping back with season two of Journey Together with Ritz podcast. I'm your host, Ritzy Eru. And today I have an incredible episode. All of the episodes are incredible. Come on. Who are we kidding here? I am just super excited to be joined today uh, by Maria Fabian Gomez, who has an incredible story of just redemption and just all the things. And we are going to chat today. I've been trying to get this lovely lady on the podcast since fall of last year. And she got sick, and then I got sick, and then life happened. And yeah, and here we are, 2022. So I just want to introduce this lovely gal to the rest of you all, and we'll go from there. I got a nice new banner for you, (laughs) season two. That's awesome. because I'm so excited. We have been trying so hard to get to this place. First, you were sick. Then I was sick. And then life. And so we were on a hiatus here on the podcast. And that happens. And that's okay. I had to check my heart several times to not try Mm. to live up to uh, standards of men. And good performance and all of these different things that try to grab at our attention and affections and you just kind of surrender it. And I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to start this until the Lord really dealt with a lot of those things inside of me. And so here we are. (laughs) Hey, Um, here we are. I am so excited to be here with you all this afternoon with a very, very special guest. Actually, it's mm-hmm. a little bit still morning where I am right now, but um, I'm sure it's afternoon in other mm-hmm. places of the world, specifically the East Coast. And it's 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 another day in some places of the world. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but uh, I do want to introduce this um, incredible guest. Uh, I know it's been a while since you all have heard from the Journey Together with Ritz podcast. Uh, We're starting off with season two, and I'm excited. We were on hiatus for a little bit, uh, much needed. Um, As I was sharing and talking with Maria earlier, she was not well when we tried to get this scheduled, and then I was not well, and then everything was just not well, and then... It's just, you know, life happens and, mm-hmm. and then, and then it's February 24th, 2022. And that's just, it, that's just, it is what it is. It is. So it is. my guest today um, goes by the name Maria Gomez. Uh, she actually mm-hmm. has a special name as well. Prior mm-hmm. to that is uh, Maria Fabian, her maiden mm-hmm. name. And there's a story <laughs> behind that, which I hope that we'll be able to graze over. There's so much to this uh, Mm. woman's life that I admire and just Mm. so grateful for. I have actually had somewhat of a front row place Mm. to Mm -hmm. to seeing so much. I'm totally going to cry. I can feel it. (laughs) Um, But let me just give you a little a little bio of this Mm -hmm. dear um, sister and the Lord of mine. Uh, Maria Gomez has served in many churches over 16 years. She's a Mm. guest speaker. She's a worship leader, incredible singer Mm. and worshiper of the Lord. She travels on mission trips when possible. Uh, She has been married to the love of her life. Um, (laughs) I'll add that in there for five wonderful, Mm. wonderful years uh, to her lovely husband, Anthony. Shout out to you, Anthony. (laughs) And they also lead a podcast together, Mm -hmm. uh, the Team Gomez podcast, and that's really wonderful. Uh, She Mm -hmm. shares her love for Jesus and people through acts of service, which include custom-made crafts, creative backdrops for events, which I have had the privilege of Mm -hmm. participating in purchasing some of these things. (laughs) 
are using some of these handmade <laughs> items mm. in there. She's she is definitely gifted in that. She also does custom clothing under <laughs> the name J Loves Beauty Company. That's cool. I need something. <laughs> what you got for me? You got t-shirts. You got bandanas. You got bracelets. <laughs> All of it, all of it, girl. I love it. Uh, You can find her podcast on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple. I'll make sure to leave those things in the show notes. Um, Maria, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me. It's I'm so humbled. I'm so humbled. This is so great. Long time coming. (laughs) And I just want to say, Maritza, you have been so vital in my life. So. I thank you for making yourself available and loving me as oh you do. Goodness. You're so great. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. So sweet. <laughs> well, you know, when I think about Maria and her story, I think about a lot of overcoming. Um, mm. She's overcome quite a bit of obstacles <laughs> in her life. Um, mm. And, you know, just take us through the the early stages, Maria. I I, mm. I really would love our audience to just hear your testimony from your point of view and um, some of the things that like you know w- you know where you were as mm. a child, what you were brought up with, um, mm. and then you know how you even encountered the Lord in that process and where you yeah. are today. If you can give us kind of a little snapshot, yeah, yeah. Of that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Well, I grew up in foster care. Um, I was taken from my birth mom from the age of two. So I was automatically placed in foster care from the age of two to 18. So the government decided that I would be in the system, in the foster care system, till I like graduated out. So at 18, you're considered an adult and um, you're transitioned out. So been in multiple homes, uh, seen a lot of abuse, a lot of um, verbal abuse, physical abuse. Mm-hmm. So that's why the transition of moving from house to house a lot um, happened because of that. Um, been to a school every year. So um, didn't really make any friends, didn't really have stability because it was always moving from house to house. Sure. So just growing up, just very insecure, not knowing my identity, not experiencing what like love was or daughtership of like being in a family. Uh, Yeah. So I think it got harder when I got older because usually foster parents don't want older kids because they have, they carry problems. And so (laughs) I was in a lot of, (laughs) Lord help us. I was in a lot of transitional homes, like safe homes for like three, four months. Cause it was like, well, we got to find a place for you. So it wasn't until I think I was 17, 17, 18 years old when I was getting ready to graduate out of the system where I had a caseworker who was helping me transition from being in foster to independent. And she was a Christian. And uh, Jesus, I know. Thank so important. You. Shout out to all you <laughs> caseworkers case that love the Lord, <laughs> that are out there doing the Lord's work in the yes. hot mess. Yes. Many times, um, agencies, mm-hmm. you know, I can't even imagine they're like undercover um, missionaries, like yeah. saving people, like oh I'm God. trying yeah. to Could take you out of. <laughs> Yeah, they're totally yeah, like secret so, agents for real. Oh my goodness, counselors, you know, caseworkers, all of them. Um, mm-hmm. we actually have a friend, you know, you know them, who have a little girl that is in the foster care. You know, they're going through it, and we've we've been watching and praying and interceding and fasting yeah. and encouraging them, and also, you know, with the, the I mean that I just I really wish they would revamp that system. Um there's so much, uh, so many loopholes and like different things that are just, Mm -hmm. just really wrong. And I know it's not like that for everyone, but you know, in some, some, for someone like you, you know, you grew up in it. So once you became an adult, 
you know, tell us a little bit about that. What did that look like for you? Um, um, what do you feel like you lacked the most? I know you mentioned about not having your identity, but yeah. you know, this is, you don't know the Lord yet. You meet this caseworker mm-hmm. who's a believer. Um, what does that, what, what, where does that take you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't know no life skills. Like I didn't know what it meant to be an adult, right? Like how to manage money how to have money, you know what I mean? How to buy growth, like just the simplicity of like, how to wash your clothes, how to, <laughs> how to pay a bill, house, you know? how to make um, your bed. Yes. How to, I, I've never had that. I mean, I always, for me, I always felt like I lived in a bag, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to settle here because it's not, temp- it's temporarily. So just, I think once I met my caseworker, I was so afraid because I'm like, I don't know nothing. Like, I don't know. I've never had a a bank account open, you know, like I didn't know, like I have to open a bank account. Oh, I, oh, okay. I got to start paying rent. Like, what does that look like? And in the system, they don't teach you. They, I mean, I don't know how it is now, but back in my time, wow. I'm like, I feel old back in my time. They just gave you a check and just figure it out. You know? So my, I mean, I thank God that, um, if it wasn't for my caseworker, just like, just preparing, right? Because she was only there for season because after she started sharing Christ with me and I got saved at that time, you're not supposed to miss, mix religion with work. So she got fired because <laughs> she shared wow. the gospel with me. Yeah. So after that, I didn't see her again. And so I had another caseworker, but it was the opposite. Mm-hmm. She was like a universalist like she believed in the universe and like trees and rocks and would give me like these mystical um crystals and I'm like I need I need there's help. a lot of that going on today <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like these crystals are not they crystals sage I don't know chakras yes chakarakas. And then she would oh, tell it's... me you know your energy is great and I'm like I don't even know what that means Ooh. like I need I need help so so I'm, I want to pause you really quick just yeah. to kind of like highlight that little area because mm-hmm. I, I do see it a lot and I feel like believers dabble with this. What do you believe like for that? Um, I mean, obviously we're spiritual beings. And so right. we always are always going to try to connect with our creator. And mm-hmm. if you don't know Jesus, you know, as you know, the Lord, um, you're going to, you're going to try to go to all these different, what I call them is really their counterfeits, but exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have dabbled with, uh, brujeria and I know mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. it's like, it's night and day, the comparison as yeah. a believer, like there is no life giving in those mm-hmm. things. It's just all, it just sucks. It just sucks mm-hmm. you. And it, for me, it felt like it was, it was like a, I mean, vows, making, making internal vows is a, is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, We like make promises to ourselves. And so I feel like people like give themselves to these different things. They really don't know what they're getting themselves into out of ignorance and they get themselves into really messy situations. Yes. Um, Because the demonic world is real. It is (laughs) so real. real. Yes. Yes. And it'll portray as a light. It portrays like, Absolutely. oh, wow, this is this is a truth, you know, which is it's how ha- I mean, you you feel like it's half truth. Right. Because people tend to be like, but God created everything. Why can't we worship the tree? Didn't he create it? And it's like, yeah, but he didn't die for us. Like it did. It's so ugh, it's so it's messy. So twisted. It's it so is. twisted. Yeah. It is. Well, OK, so you oh. have this new caseworker. Mm-hmm. What? Um, you know, what happens from there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was like, I was hearing truth. Right. And now I'm hearing like these certain things It's very independent. You don't depend on anybody. You have to work for yourself, please yourself. Like there were certain things like lies are spoken, right? Like she would tell me things of like, sexual stuff like you can do if you need to please yourself please yourself you know if there's and I'm like it didn't feel right to me I mean mind you I was a baby so as a baby Christian you're such in person like you're like you you receive vulnerable 
Yes. And you're like soaking like, okay, this is, but I felt like something's not right. So, I mean, thank God. I don't know what happened, but, um, I only had her for like two to three months and, um, something happened when she was having issues at her job. So I didn't have really a caseworker. I would just have somebody who would come and super like not supervise, but I would have like monthly visits where a caseworker would come just to see how I'm doing and, you know, okay, you're paying your bills on time, you know, and she would drop off a check and that's it. I didn't really. So I had to really find a church. Like I was like, I need help. Okay. So So you, so what was the first church you ever walked into? Um, I, it was a, a, a small, cute Pentecostal church, um, non-denominational, but it was pretty charismatic. Um, I went to Grace and Peace, well, at the time it was called Gap, and I was introduced by it because one of my best friends in high school, his mom was a prayer warrior, and um, he was like, you should go to my mom's church, and I was like, okay. So I went there, and... Um, Man, it was it was revolutionary. I've never experienced just the things that I saw, like these people, like young people really loving the Lord. And mm. I've seen women, you know, just beautiful Spanish women loving Jesus. And, yeah. you know, they'll they'll tell you how it is. So I was like, oh, you know, so just I was just gleaning everything at that point. I was super hungry. Like, I want Jesus. I don't I'm going to do whatever it takes to get Jesus. So it's awesome. I I started attending there and it um then there was a discipler somebody who was discipling people she, she was a youth pastor um she took me under her wing for a little bit and was like I want to disciple you so she would come to my house once a week wow and um just would speak life and that's, that's what I needed cuz I was like I don't know what the heck I'm doing sure. I'm still in the system I'm, I don't know how to do groceries. Like I need help. So she taught me like basic things. Like this is what you do, Maria. You need to have a budget. And I was Praise like, God I, for her. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever. I mean, her name was Angie Santiago. Thank you, was, Angie. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. You don't know. So she, yes, yes. So she was very vital at that and in, in that season. And then, um, yeah. So then she discipled me for a little bit, and then from there, I just the tools that she gave me, I would just practice like, okay, I got to read my word, pray, but you know, you start hiding. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to let folks know, I didn't, you know, share this earlier, but for those that don't know, Maria, she has, she's connected to one of my besties, Melody (laughs) Fabian. So I don't want to, you know, jump ahead here, but at what point did you meet Melody and CD. Um, um, I want to say they're at married at this point. So from yes. your from your <laughs> perspective, what did that look like for you? Because um, they're a huge part of your life. Yeah, no, for sure. I met them when I was 18. And how I met them was the church that I was attending. One of the youth leaders there, um, she was part of this program called Breakdown. Gotcha. And um, she was like, man, Maria, I see that you're a performer. Like I used to love dancing and there was a dance group at that church too, that I joined. And she was like, you should join this group called breakdown. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I auditioned for it. And the first time I attended breakdown, it was like a meeting of like all these new people who joined the group at that time, Melody was engaged to her husband. She was engaged to CD at that time. Wow. Sharing, yeah, she was sharing like we're gonna save our first kiss, and I was like, man, that's so awesome. You know, I was just like, that is so cool. Like they haven't kissed, you know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that awesome. sounds really foreign in our world. Today. Yes, it totally does. Oh, I I did not grow up, uh, you know, a believer. I didn't uh-huh. come to the Lord till I was twenty five. So when you hear people are not, you know intimate and not mm-hmm. um, kissing, mm-hmm. waiting right. for their wedding day. That is like foreign. That's like, yeah, um, really? yeah you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not weird, but <laughs> you don't really understand, you know? You don't. And, you don't. Um, Especially when you hear so many lies of the world yes. and what they say. Like, the world, you really when the have world to has, wait. Mm-hmm. Yes. When the world has infiltrated and, you know, 
try to warp your thinking or has warped your thinking. And right. um, yeah, we become so deceived and delusional. Like that doesn't sound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I it think so the true. real honest truth is, you know, we, I think when we encounter situations like that or people that are, you know, doing things like that to, to doing things that they believe are to honor the Lord with their mm-hmm. lives, mm-hmm. not with just lip service, but with their whole lives, with their body, right? Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so yes. people sometimes, sometimes I don't think they really get that. And it's not to, you know, project your convictions on other people, but for me, but it's I, beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. <laughs> and for me, it was like, well, I wanted, I needed to understand really why, why, like the why. why behind it. Yeah. And God is so good in, in, in revealing himself through mm-hmm. things like that. So I praise God for them, uh, sacrificing that yeah. time. <laughs> So you meet, you meet Mello and CD and, and then what does that really look like for you? Well, I, when I met them, I joined the group. And so every Saturday I would, I would see them, you know, she was leading a Bible study for the girls and CD was doing the boys. So every Saturday she would see me and I would be super happy. Right. But I was covering that because I didn't really want people to see like my, my hurts, my shame. So I was just I would hide it through my joy, just being super like joyful, you know, and when she would do a teaching, you know, she would kind of like, like, how are you doing, Maria? Like, just do like Saturday checkups. It was like the Saturday checkups with Melody. Like, I would be like, I'm okay. But, you know, I would share certain things. And so she would encourage me. And so that's how our kind of relationship grew just by her being in the group and kind of just like mentoring me and pouring words into me. Right. And then she got married and she kind of left the group. Like God was calling her to do other stuff in her church at that time. So I was still in the group, but it kind of was going downhill, you know, gotcha. we lost, we lost funding. So I didn't actually see her as much, you know, still trying to live right, doing my thing, nothing okay. bad, but just like, what I thought was right, right? Like I go to church and I read my Bible. <laughs> you checking um, off the list. Right. The the Christian list, right? Like, oh, I did that. I did that. But am I fully surrendered? Am I fully submitting to what That's he's good. That's um, good because we can. We can be in a place where we, what I like to call, just go on autopilot and yes. check off things in our head. Like, you know, I want to be perceived a certain way or, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and not really be real, be honest with ourselves right. or sometimes. And that's why I think we're, it's so vital that we have community and family because there are things in our lives that we don't see, or we don't want to see, or we're in denial about, or we're just not aware. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not until you're in close quarters with people, Hello. Uh, close yes. proximity with them. That they'll Come start on, discerning. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, um, something's not like, right. Um, do you know you do this? <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna fast forward a little bit here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Maria was actually brought in by Melo and CD. And it was correct me if I'm wrong, but Melody, um, she felt this burden and mm-hmm. a call from the Lord, really. Yeah. Uh, to bring you in. And uh, she she made a petition to her husband, CD. <laughs> um, and uh, through tears and, and mm-hmm. you know, and then through many confirmations, I believe they felt it was absolutely the Lord to invite you into their home. And so yeah. that ended up happening. And mm-hmm. that's where I got to meet you. Mm-hmm. You got to meet Gael. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other daughter, your sister. Um, yeah, I'm ahead here, but um, <laughs> um, you you begin living with Mello and CD. Talk to us a little bit about what that looked like for you, um, living with them, uh, them bringing you into their home, and you kind of seeing really family for the first time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, it was. I felt like I got married. You know, like the honeymoon stage, everything's going well. That's I good. Mean, I I was like, oh, this is this is gonna be great. I have like they were like, we're gonna 
my first bed, like a bed that I actually owned, like this is my Mm. bed. I have like my own stop, like my own coverings for my bed, my own room. I was like, that's that's great. You know, I have, I have a mom and dad, something that I wanted for so long, but I knew the Lord. I remember um, transitioning there when I was going to move there. The Lord's like, I'm putting you in a safe place, but this is way deeper than the desire of you wanting parents. Like I want to heal you. I want to expose certain things in your heart that talk about it. You need deliverance and you need healing. Right. Cause I used to always hear like Maria, you're going to speak on this. You're going to help other, other kids, other foster kids, how to overcome and how, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like you don't know what that really means until you're in it. Right. So it wasn't, and it wasn't long. I mean, like that honeymoon, only lasted like three months. Then it got real. Then I was then like, it got real. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you, what was the first like <laughs> laughing? Um, yeah. Yeah. So many. <laughs> yeah. Talk about one, talk about one in uh-huh. early on, you know, that yeah. you encountered because my guess is that, you know, there are things in our lives that are dormant mm-hmm. and then, and then they get exposed or they get they, they become, well, they become exposed or they become, yeah. uh, I know in our culture, we like to say we were triggered, right? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Talk about one that comes to mind that mm-hmm. you encountered with them and how did you guys deal with it? Yeah. I used to always walk with like this big hoodie and headphones on. And, um, you know, I was just being in my own world. I didn't know what it meant to be and family. I never sat at a table with dinner and like family. Right. So I remember there was this one time (laughs) I was wearing a sweater and I would always have my head down, you know, and and CD would always like, Hey, pick up your head, like, look up, give me posture, you know, and take off those headphones. And so I remember having dinner and I had my headphones on. I'm just in my world, just having dinner. But I remember um, TD was like, uh, you're at the table. Take off your headphones. You're in family now. We're, we're doing family. And I'm like, but what's the deal? Like, I can listen to music. Well, like, you guys are not even talking, you know? But mm-hmm. now, now I'm like, why am I feeling so irritated? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult. Don't tell me not to listen to music, you know? And wow. so I remember, yeah. like, lashing at CD. And he was like, uh-uh. Give me like he confiscated my headphones. I was so I felt like a kid. Yes. I'm like, what what? Give me and I'm like, give me back my headphones. And he's like, uh uh-uh. uh, come here. A grid for this. Mm-hmm. Right? So wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I I you know, if you're listening right now and any of these things are kind of touching things in your heart pray mm-hmm. about pray about it mm-hmm. pray about it mm-hmm. ask the lord to show show you what it is that he's trying to uh expose bring up to the yes, yes yes so after some time you know one of the things that i was you know when we were planning and mm-hmm. you know, to come on the podcast and 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 record this episode was you know the thought of you know you when i think of you i think of like your overcomer. God has mm-hmm. um, redeemed so much time from your mm-hmm. life and has has healed so many areas of your life. And I thought about the orphan mindset. Uh, some people would call it the orphan spirit, but just overcoming yeah. that. So when you think about, you know, those words and when you think about, mm-hmm. you know, when you were, you know, you living in this family and feeling that what I would think might've felt like rejection. You've mm-hmm. dealt, you've dealt with so much abandonment, you mm-hmm. know? So when you hear words like that, you know, rejection and are mm-hmm. those things that you've dealt with in your life, what comes to mind? What do you believe the Lord has healed when it comes to those things specifically? Yeah. I, you know, when I hear that word, I think of like unwanted, like left behind, You know, he, um, like disownment, like trash, like, I don't want you, you know? And so him placing me in a family, like he was showing me through them, right? Like, they're not, they're not the ones who are you like healing you. It's I'm using them. They're the tool. Good. You know what I mean? Like they're the Mm. tool. Don't idolize them, Maria. Like, yes, they're your parents, but 
it's my spirit in them that it's kind of inviting you like I'm I'm loving you but see me right and that was one thing that I struggled with because I was like these are my parents you know so having such a high expectation of my parents was it was hard for me because they would miss the mark and I would be so mm-hmm. upset. and I'm sure. like they're like everyone we we are flawed creatures you know we're sinful in our nature so it's like you can't have these expectations of them like they're gonna miss it it's it's God it's God who uses people right to expose something then you take it to God and it's like father I'm really having a hard time with this so oh good yeah I had to learn like okay these are my parents right but it's the spirit in them that it's helping me like, yes, still focus on me, Maria, like focus on my boys, like pay attention to me. Our me. hearts are idle factories, dude. Yes, it's so like much. we put people on pedestals and yeah. we expect them to, to save us. Yes. And that's not their place. Um, it's not. They, we expect them to, to meet something deep within mm-hmm. us that mm-hmm. was never meant for men and women to do period only the lord can do it so i really am super glad that you made that point um mm-hmm. that the lord was showing you that like constantly having to bring you back like no 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 don't put them in don't replace yeah. them with me right it's yeah. like the yeah. lord is um sitting on the throne of your heart and we just mm-hmm. so and sometimes it's not very evident to us. Right. Very, very, you know, the enemy is there too, you know, whispering lies, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, trying to get us mm-hmm. to remove Jesus from the throne of our heart. And then we place other things there. And we right. put, like you said, false expectations on people. And we're human. We're flawed. Absolutely. We're Does that mean empty. that we are, you know, we shouldn't live up to a standard that God has called us to? Absolutely not. But we are all in process. Um, we, we all go through things. We all have, you know, off days or seasons, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, Where mm-hmm. Um, God is doing a deep work or or perhaps we've encountered some things that he needs to heal in us. And we just go to these people thinking that they're just to serve, serve, serve and give, give, yeah. give. And it's like, yeah. um, I need a time out too, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have to know that Yes, God created people for people, but at the end of the day, he's the one who has the power to do it. If you're willing, right? Like, I feel like we get so comfortable and wanting to depend so much on people. So we feel entitled. Like, no, I I know what I want and I'm going to get it because God's not working on my time. And it's like, no, Mm. no, Jesus, he knows what he's doing. And you have to be okay with that. And I feel like, we're always going to struggle, right? Like with yeah. some type of Something. like something's going to come up expectation. Yeah. Sure. So you said you have to be okay with that. When do you believe that was a place of victory for you personally? Hmm. Ugh. I feel like there's still times where it tends to want to come up. Right. That's good. I think for me, it, it was big, like, I would say a sense of assuredness um, when I got married. Like, cause I, okay, mind you, I felt like I got engaged to now my husband and I'm like, do they stop being my family? What does that look like? Cause I've never, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's all new. new. Like, okay. I'm still learning. I'm still a daughter. Nothing changes. Right. The only thing that changes is you don't live with them anymore, but you're still a daughter. So I think when I got married, it's the Lord still healing. Like they're still your parents. They, they're, they love you. Yep. They're not going to meet the expectation of how it was when you were living with them. Right. Cause it's easy. Cause we're, we're in proximity, but like, I can see you, you can see me now it's making the effort. Right. So yes. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm a wife now. I gotta make the effort to call my, you know, like my dad would be like, Hey, you can call me. <laughs> and my mom's like, I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, um, oh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. How, how do we do this? <laughs> so something that I'm teaching. So, you know, many of you know that I have, you know, just mm-hmm. got two boys. I got one that's in diapers and I got one that's in college. college. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wild ride here. And um, that's something that, you know, 
I'm trying to help Mm -hmm. our oldest learn like being intentional doesn't just happen. Like you have to work at being intentional, reaching out to people who love Mm -hmm. you because we can go from one season to the next, like, and then everything changes. And it's like, I know we all have a lot going on. You know, we have schedules and, and, you know, school and work and, and these various different things, but you have to be learned. I feel like some people it's natural to them and other people it's not. And it's in discipline that you actually have to train yourself to do. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just because we're just plain selfish. Okay. We're really being honest. Yes. No, it's, yes. (laughs) You can't expect people. I feel like because we feel entitled, like, why you ain't calling me? Aren't, you know, like we put these expectations, like, but you're the parent, you should call me. And it's like, Mm. no, like, that's not how it works. It doesn't. And, you know, that's something learning too, right? Like it's with any relationship, whether friend, brother, sister, father, mother, you know, like there's still like, you got to learn like, okay, if they're not doing, that doesn't mean you don't have to, like you, you be intentional, you reach out. You love them. It's it's like that servant mentality. We got to learn. Like it's okay. It's like, that. You it's the them. it's the prodigal and the older brother. Hello, we Hi. stay walking around like the older brother. Yeah, but you didn't do this, and I've been here. You don't say me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's like, oh. didn't you know everything that didn't I have you know? is yours? Come on. <laughs> All right. Well, we're just gonna, yes, you will. You're hitting some valid points here. (laughs) Um, here's a question for you. What do you believe like are some things you've wrestled with God about family and the difficult things you've encountered with that? What are some things that you believe like, man, I really wrestled with the Lord in this area and I'm never the same after I think of, uh, Jacob when he wrestled with the Lord. And he yeah. left with a limp. And I always like to say, I don't trust nobody that don't walk with a limp. <laughs> in the kingdom realm, I know yeah. you've been somewhere with the Lord. No. And, and no, you for have sure. fought for, like, God changed him forever <laughs> in that moment. And he made sure, look, I'm going to make sure you remember this. You ain't even going to walk the same. <laughs> uh, man, that's good. That's good. So what do you believe is some is is a point in your in your walk with the lord that you believe mm-hmm. like man i i'm never the same after this mm-hmm. it, it marked me um i think it's when when i met my mom and i had to forgive her like him just exposing her um, biological mom my biological mom yeah, yeah so talk about that you grew up without mom and dad mm-hmm. without your bio mom and without your bio dad yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that one was, was really hard. Like, I remember that. Tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that. Um, you know, I re so at this time I'm living with my spiritual parents, Melody and CD. And I remember CD telling me like, you know, Maria, um, you're going to experience a lot of victory when you forgive and release. And one person you have to is your birth mom. And I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like why, you know, but you know, you are still learning and growing. Right. Sure. So, um, we were able to contact, I was able to contact an old caseworker who knew where my mom was. And so I got the address and, yeah. um, even in that, like, I think I was very timid and asking the Lord, like, why, you know, I used to like be frustrated and like, man, God, why do I have to go through this? Like, why couldn't my mom just be a mom, you know, like just embrace me, but Mm. you don't, you can't be a mom or a parent if you're not taught, like it's how you grow up. Right. And it's like these generational, what you learn is what you do. Right. So I remember like in the bus, um, going to visit my mom and my birth mom and the Lord exposing, like, she's going to confess some things that it's, it's, you'll never be the same real. And I'm like, and I kind of, I, I re- hearing, you know, the spirit tell me this, I'm crying because I know, you know, so even going to see her, like, and her just saying exactly what the spirit was telling me of exposing. Wow. And even feeling like rejected, right? Because I even asked, like, 
do you want to build this relationship? And she was like, I'm fine. Like you mm-hmm. have your family, do you, and I'll do me. And I remember wow. like so angry on the bus and there was, it was so sweet because the Lord's like, Maria, she can't give you what she doesn't have. Like you want, you have these expectations of her, but she doesn't know. Like she doesn't know what it is because her mom, her mom wasn't a mom to her, you know? And then figuring out like her mom, the abuse that she went through, Ooh. that's why she, because of not, you know, there wasn't no healing, you know, right. this is how, this is all I know. I know it's just how to produce and, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know? So I am so moved by you sharing that. Mm. And I just, I just keep thinking how rampant this is in our, in our city, um, mm-hmm. with our youth. I mean, even growing up with parents, but they're not there. Like they can be there physically, but they're not there yeah. emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Like we are really, really have dealt with generations of just abandonment and rejection yeah. and, and it's true, you know, our parents cannot give us what they themselves have not been given. Mm-hmm. And that's going to require for us to wake up <laughs> and, and be it. the change and break yes. it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's got to begin with us. And I, I do remember when um, that happened in the season of your life. So I think that makes me really emotional too. <laughs> And I just think about, um, you know, there's it's one thing for someone to choose, like to be living and then choose to walk away and not be around. That's mm-hmm. very painful. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's almost a relief if the person is no longer living and they don't have a choice. Right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, not that I'm wishing. That no, no, I'm, no, no. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. closure, like you can't bring them back from the dead. You right. know that it like. It's it's done with, but mm-hmm. when someone is living and they've made it uh, made a choice, choice to right. not be in your life, that is a special kind of pain. Let me tell you, that is a mm-hmm. that is a very very painful place. In fact, I'm thinking about um one of my nieces who has dealt with this. Both mm-hmm. she's dealt with both, you know, the losing of a mom. Uh, through oh. passing, through death, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. the losing of a father, but not through death, but through choice. And it's so painful. I remember her being in the car one day telling me, you know, like, why doesn't he want me? You know, and that is so painful. I no idea, you know, what that feels right. like, but just to empathize with her in that process, in that moment and have mm-hmm. so much compassion. I feel like the church, I, you know, I don't want to think about the world. I'm always kind of like, where are in the church? Yes, we are yes. hot mess and we need to really ask the Lord for a new heart to love people um, that are in these places because yeah. it is all around us. It people is. who have been abandoned and, and rejected and to really be the spiritual moms and dads, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Titus mm-hmm. too, there is a calling for the older women there- too. <laughs> There is the younger women and and I can't speak for the men, but for us women, you know, there's always going to be someone that's younger than you. And there's always going to be someone that's older than you. And we should be getting both sides of the coin there. All right. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful um, for your life. I know that we can be on the call for, you know, for (laughs) hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you when you look at the church, um, you know, I'm really grateful for what CDMLO did and have been in your life. And to the mm-hmm. point where they have they you're literally a Fabian. They yeah. have literally <laughs> adopted you. And that story is so powerful. I mean, mm-hmm. as an adult, you know, you hear about kids being adopted. But yeah, I just feel like that is just a sweet redemption that God has mm-hmm. done in your own life personally mm-hmm. and using them. So super grateful for that. And I know that your story is your story and that's what God has done in your life. But when you look at the Mm -hmm. church, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what is an encouragement you can give to the body? You know, someone might be listening and thinking like, well, that's not me. 
<laughs> or you know that's you know I'm not I'm not mellow I'm not CD you know I'm not the Fabians but I think there's areas that we can learn and glean and grow uh, right. from what is a place that you see in our body that we really need to rise up to mm. I think just as you were saying like I mean I can't speak for the men right but for the women I feel like we allow fear to hold us back cuz we tend to be like well I'm not like this and I you know I got my own issues right but God calls us like hey like I get it that we have our own problems but you yeah. know in Philippians it says look at others more highly than you that like look at yourself and I feel That's like it's so we- good allow ourselves to kind of let people in or allow ourselves to give God our yes. Like, okay, Lord, if you want me to mentor this girl, you know, show me how and like embrace your imperfections. Like, yes, we just so a <laughs> confession session, right? Like I have to deal with this and have mm-hmm. had to deal with this much in my life personally, mm-hmm. thinking I have to have something like I have to have these things now obviously God wants us to come prepared to the table and right right but but we but we hold ourselves back because of that fear Mm -hmm. what are they gonna think of me when they find if they find out yes I, I really don't you know do these things that and it is very humbling and you know it doesn't look like the world's um but I feel like the world in some instances puts the church to shame. They do. Sometimes they, they do, do it. it. And they don't care what other people are saying. Like, this nope. is who I am. I'm going to do it. And if you and don't like it, then to, don't look. We have to break that. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we so want to perform in the church. Yes. And we got to break that mindset because we, like I said earlier, we are all a work in progress and we all you know, no one has arrived. Um, no one ever will, but we, we, and if we, if we believe that we're not where we need to be, well, then get right. Right. Hello. Then get yes. right. Hello. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. our house church, you know, on Sunday, um, we're going through a book as, uh, we go to the mm-hmm. same church, Marie and I, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, it's called the marks of the cross by Bob Gladstone. And it's so powerful. And we were going through the chapter of rest and it was like smacking us all in the face. But um, one of the things, you know, that, you know, we were talking about is just that, man, we just like so like want to do things in our own strength. Right. And then we get exposed and it doesn't produce anything like we just do it in our flesh. And it's just and and, and that's it. You know, mm. you may get what you want, but that's it. It don't produce nothing else because unless the Lord does it, then that's when, you know, he will produce it 30, 60, 100 fold, right? What the Lord does. So, yeah, that is really powerful hitting that kind of Mm -hmm. mark about the fear factor. Yeah, it's really it's really evident that's something that we really need to get over. And I, I really hope that some you know, women out there that are listening to this, um, that they they feel a charge and obligation mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to rise up. I mean, the word is clear. James 1 27 talks about religion that God, our father, accepts as pure and faultless mm-hmm. is to look after orphans and widows in their distress. Come on. Come on. That's good. To keep oneself from being polluted by the world. That's good. That's good. Learn to do right. Isaiah 117 says this, learn to do right, seek justice, encourage the oppressed, defend Mm. the cause of the fatherless, plead Mm. the case of the widow. Psalm 82 verse three says this, defend the cause of the weak and fatherless, maintain Mm. the rights of the poor and the oppressed. Deuteronomy 10, 18 says this, he, God, defends the cause of the fatherless and the Mm -hmm. widow and loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. Mm -hmm. That's good. He is the father to the fatherless. 
And mm-hmm. I, I, I hope that we can remember, like put it on, you know, like staple it to our foreheads. You're not it. You're just a signpost. Come on. That's the, <laughs> you know, that's so it's, it's like, you know, the exit sign. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see on, on top of a door, you know, that's, it's telling you where to go. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. You know, and we're, we're just signposts that need to point to him and need mm-hmm. to get people to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times we get in the way. Sometimes we enable people. We do. Um, sometimes we think we're just, you know, we'll do it for you. You know, yeah, I have yeah, to be yeah. careful with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think everybody struggles with that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we just can get really honest with ourselves. Right. Yes. Like, yes. I will be the first to confess. Yes, I have done this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I praise God for meeting me in those areas, not with a condemnation, but with love and with a loving correction and a loving mm. discipline, perhaps um, to tell me like, Hey, like, that's not up to you. Like you gotta let this thing go. And yeah. And I think we just, we like to stroke our own egos and pride gets in the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And we want to be looked at as the hero and we're not, Oof. we're not the hero. He's no. the hero. Yes. And he doesn't even make himself out to be that. Right. Jesus. Himself. <laughs> oh, right. I and mean, let's talk about, you know, the meekness and humility that he has mm-hmm. walked, that he walks, uh, has walked in. So I just really praise God for just all of the wonderful areas of your heart that mm-hmm. he's touched, Maria. You know, I, I think we're just probably going to have to have you on for another episode. <laughs> To go through, you know, the process of like what it's been like for you in your marriage um, and mm. dealing and encountering that. Hey, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it doesn't end, right? It's like you go into a new season. It's like, okay, right. now all of a sudden there's levels. something new. And yeah. God is not, you know, I don't say these things to be like, okay, God is just looking for, uh, okay, mm-hmm. oh, 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 you know, mm-hmm. oh, there you go again, messing up. Oh, there you go. You got that. No, no. he wants the light in him. Mm-hmm. to rejoice mm-hmm. in him. I know that that's not always the case, but he has given us a deposit where we can rejoice in hard times. We can mm-hmm. look to him and walk in his perfect peace despite our yes. service. Right, right. And he wants us to experience freedom. You know, it was in prayer today where yeah. I saw him, the father, Jesus, and I saw him, you know how like a parent, when they dust off dirt out of your children, when they fall, but it was a, a, a little girl bound. And I just saw him just breaking off chains. And that's what the Lord wants to see us. Like we go through, I feel like we go through different seasons of freedom, but the main that's thing good. is he just wants to see us free. Like, Ooh. And we have to be okay with submitting with that. Like, God, I, I want to be free and I want to, I want to want to be free. Like, I don't want to be held bound, like set me free and allow me to go through this process well and do it well. Like, yeah, let me, let me be healed. Well, like I want to, okay, expose these things. And that's we'll so good. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing you could share and leave with our friends today, Mm. Um, what would it be if there was one thing that you wanted to tell them, like perhaps they want to, um, you know, help that girl that God keeps putting on their heart? (laughs) Um, what would you tell them and what are some resources you believe have helped you in that process? Mm, I think don't, don't depend on what you can do, right? Like your talents, your gifts. Don't, don't depend on that. Depend on, yes. on the father who gives the gift, right? Like depend on him, like trust him because he's the only one who could do it. And if you need kind of healing just for yourself, um, the bait of Satan's a good one. Just dealing bait with- Bait of Satan. Yes. That's a great- John Brevere. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so really, good. Woo! And it's very practical. It's very practical. And I feel like what holds us back is fear, but also unforgiveness of what we go through. So, um, yeah, that's a really good book. And 
Yeah, it's constant because when we go into those process and we get offended, then we have to those yeah. offenses can really take us to hold places. us back. Yes, it, it holds, holds us back. back. It puts a wedge between us and relationships. And you know, really, that's not living free. We can't live like no. that. No. It does, you know, we get entangled really with um with that and we start to judge. Um the judgment is a big one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, we love us Christian love to judge, man. And we think we're doing it the holy way, right? Well, like, we think we and- just all that in a bag of you know everything. We just mm-hmm. think we just so self righteous. I know, <laughs> like- girl. Oh, goodness, <laughs> Lord, of Satan. Absolutely agree. I will make sure to leave a link in the show yeah. notes for that. That's a great book, and actually, you can even get it on like a PDF. I know yes. there was one time where um they were giving it away for free. I mean, they may still, you could probably find a copy out there mm-hmm, on PDF mm-hmm. form. And, 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 you know, obviously books are not the end all be all again, all of it, people, books, <laughs> all of it is meant to point you to and the one right. that actually has everything you actually, actually need. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, Maria, I, gosh, I don't even know where the time has gone. <laughs> But I, I do want to be, you know, sensitive to your time. I thank mm. you so much oh, um, for being on the podcast. Um, mm. Would you do me just just uh, a small favor and pray for yeah. anyone that's listening? And um, we'll close this out from there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Father, I just thank you, Lord, um, just for your faithfulness and who you are, God. I thank you for just how you love us, God, and as much grace and patience you show us, help us, God, to show grace and patience to ourselves. May we allow you to enter in those areas where we feel fear, where we feel there's hurt and offense. May we give you the permission um, and may we submit to the process of of what you want to do, God. I truly believe we, as your children, we want to be free, but I, I know sometimes the question of how, how God, and it's us just surrendering and allowing you to cut open those areas where we don't necessarily want to be cut open. (laughs) I just pray Jesus that you would allow us, um, that we would allow you to do the work that needs to be done. And God, and may we be okay with it, Jesus. May we receive fully your love. And I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for what Maritza's doing. Lord Jesus, I just pray that um, you, through this podcast, continue to minister to your people, continue to encourage them and remind them that you haven't forgotten about them. Those areas where, you know, we just want to move on and just feel like, yeah, I'm okay. No, God, I pray that you would, in your gentleness and how you actually do it, God, that you would just reveal. And yeah, Lord, when we continue to give you our yes. So I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much for just how you allowed us to overcome and may we continue to overcome, right? For your glory, Lord Jesus. Um, Yeah. Thank you for this time, Father, in your precious name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank mm. you so much, Maria. Yeah, this was great. Uh, this was amazing. I, I love you. I'm so grateful. I just can't mm. stop smiling. Uh, <laughs> just, the, just the victory that the Lord has in your mm. life. And I, I know that uh, God is still working those things out. So mm. I just pray for supernatural grace as you walk in that process. When I prayed for you, um, uh, one of the verses that stood out to me so much was out of Psalm uh, 68, verse 5 mm-hmm. and 6. I'm just going to leave us uh, end here for all of us, mm-hmm. but I want to read it to you. It says, uh, God, who lives in his holy palace, is a father to orphans, and he takes mm-hmm. care of widows. God provides homes for those who are lonely. Mm-hmm. He frees people, hallelujah, mm-hmm. from prison and makes them happy. But those who turn against him will live in the desert. I think sometimes we, well, just, you know, like there was a time where you were free. 
the and gates were open. You were not in, in, in bondage, so to speak, to the world. You were not a prisoner mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. things. But mm-hmm. sometimes we can keep ourselves in those things. So I praise God for your courage. Mm-hmm. I think of you. Mm-hmm. I think of courage. And I know that has not come easy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just pray that God would continue to guide you and lead you to all of the beautiful places mm-hmm. that he has in store for you to be a voice mm-hmm. in, in the midst of darkness. Mm-hmm. So I love you. I thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends, that is the end of episode one, season two. Uh, super grateful that you're able to join us today. And I hope you will continue listening as we get through this year. You are all loved and appreciated. If you have anything that on your heart and you want to leave a review, please do so in the podcast. You can go on there and find places to do all that. But we do want to hear from you. So leave a comment on how this may have challenged you or annoyed you. <laughs> all the things. You want to give me the one star, the five stars? Um, But I pray it blesses you nonetheless. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe someone popped in your head while you were listening. If so, make sure to go and share this episode with them. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave a review or send me some encouragement. If you're in the IG world, you can follow me there at Journey with Ritz and see tons of adorable pics of my family. Can't wait to connect with y'all. Talk soon. Mm